Dane and Derek is an uncensored, unfiltered podcast. You can find content warnings in the episode description. Thank you for listening. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Dane and Derek. My name is Derek. I make a lot of movies and play a lot of tabletop games. And I sometimes listen to music. And joining me, as always, is my good friend, Dane. Hey, I'm Dane. Uh, I am a writer and a law student. Um lover of tabletop rpgs podcasts and music um yeah today's another one of those music episodes where i dig up the fact that i went to uh a college for music and worked in a radio station and stuff um yeah we yeah talk about uh, the fact that i was in a band and (laughs) yeah played drums bass and guitar and sang at all at one point uh but i am only really good at the saxophone which are none of those instruments um but today's topic is about mixtapes which probably nowadays would be referred to as a playlist yeah Uh, um, i um yeah we should probably foreground real fast that uh you and i are born post mixtape basically yes we are born Um, post mixtape when we came into a time period when music basically the end of music being made on tapes cds and usb sticks like yeah we came out yeah. about the end of that because we grew up in the youtube era when music was just on the internet and then spotify came out when we were in high school yeah by the time i really started listening to music in middle school when it was just like when i really like started listening um i mostly people listen to music on iPods and I still had CDs in my car for a long time. And then yeah, Spotify, I I got onto Spotify in early college and my frustrations with the company aside, it was fucking great for listening to a lot of music. Um, Yeah. And so, yeah, the the concept of the mixtape being like (laughs) you recording radio songs onto tape and like really putting it together and all of that stuff is not a thing we are like familiar with but and there are definitely going to people be people who super disagree with me on this i think that the ethos of a mixtape is a very curated playlist that you make for yourself or for someone else that's like meant to be listened to in order i definitely think that making it for someone else is super key Correct. Um, yeah. So yeah. do you make air quotes mixed mixtapes and, and have you received mixtapes? Yes. And yes. Um, so in high school we used to pass around CDs and USB sticks. Uh, yeah. And then, but also cause I didn't really have a lot of access to music growing up. Um, my mom actually used to make mixtapes for herself. Um, so she awesome. had the whole cassette thing and she would make mixtapes and one time i started i put in a different cd than what she was recording and i taped over her recording and i didn't realize it oh and so when we were listening to it in the car she was like what the heck is this what did you do and i was like i'm sorry mom i just wanted to listen to this song she's like you didn't realize i was taping something and i was like i don't know what that is like (laughs) right yeah yeah she was so heartbroken that like one of her last tapes she made like got ruined (laughs) Um, we used to have a box of cassettes because my old truck had a tape player I never cracked out the cassettes but they were like Van Halen cassettes and stuff like that 
Um, but yeah, mostly in high school it was CDs um, because like I had gotten into burning CDs and DVDs for movie making and stuff like that. Yeah. And so I had like the stuff around. And so like, like Clara, Christina, Andrew, myself, and some other folks, probably you, we'd pass around USB sticks and CDs. I, I wasn't big into that, um, but that's because I did tons of music. I did a ton of music ripping. Oh, um, like on from LimeWire? CDs? Oh uh, no, no, from CDs. Oh, so you like, go to the library and rip it into your iTunes, huh? Yeah, basically, I would do that, <laughs> and I would do that with um our friend Will Cordell. Uh, like Fun. we would go, we would go basically check out as much music as we were both allowed to, and then do all of that, and then immediately return. Like I remember there was a day where we did that twice in one day, um, where <laughs> basically we took all the CDs back to his house, burned them all brought them all back got a different set each um, that's fun but see, yeah because like, because like there was like there was definitely a period where like you had your phone you had your ipod you had your keys your wall all that was shoved into your pocket yeah. like, so many things in your pockets yeah and so like transferring music like there definitely was an art of like burning and ripping cds which cds in and of itself are like a pretty i had a i had a i had a it's funny enough dane i had a law teacher in film school um, cause I did one semester of entertainment law, um, which was really fun. Um, but he was a session musician and he used to play music on, he played music on Dick Tracy. Um, huh. and he would just every now and then he would just go on a tear about how awful streaming is, about how awful MP3s are, about how awful CDs are, about how awful cassettes are, about how awful, like, and about, about, about how like, like old cassettes and vinyl are maybe the only two acceptable forms of listening to music. It was always really fun to listen to him just go off on it. Um, but he he talked a lot about how like compressed CDs are because of how little yeah. data they transfer, which I thought was really interesting. Something I never really thought about because um, at the time I was like just getting into the fringes of audio editing and like learning the differences between like a wave file, which is lossless, and an MP3, which is compressed. Yeah. Um, like for instance, this podcast that you've downloaded is an MP3 because if we were to upload a wave file, that'd be like a gigabyte file, which would be huge and unreasonable mm-hmm. to download. Yeah. Um, and so like that to me is like super interesting that CDs are like a hyper compressed form of music. And same with, I mean, vinyl too is also compressed, but it's slightly less compressed than a CD. And MP3s are even like on an MP3 player are even more compressed. So like as a generation of music listeners, we've progressively been co- compressing and compressing and compressing our music, which is right. probably yeah. in a weird way led to the, the resurgence of like people liking vinyl or CDs mm-hmm. or um, tapes as a listening ways. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that, that was a long winded rant uh, just about the, my experience with CDs, but, yeah, I mean, like, ripping CDs is definitely a thing. Like, I don't know. I. It's funny because, like, I remember at one point in high, in high school, I was like, man, I hope one day I have enough money to buy all my music digitally, which was, like, the wildest thing because now I stream all my music. And one day yeah. I'd still like to buy all my music digitally. I, I, I have that dream again where I'm like, I stream, but I would love to, you know, own all my music instead and it's the interesting thing is it's not about actually owning it it's 
I would love to pay all my musicians. Yes. I would love to, you know. Exactly. Because streaming sucks. Like streaming sucks for any artist. Let's be real. Yeah. You get paid fractions of pennies a play, which is. It's garbage. It's all garbage. And interestingly, um, we're talking about like ripping and all of this stuff, but like mixtapes are also stealing, you know, you're stealing it from the radio. (laughs) Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So like, People like you're stealing your music now. That was not in the back. I was like, "Fuck off!" Like it's always been. It's like been this. around. But yeah, and also, like, truthfully, if you really want to support your artists, go see them. Buy yeah, their merch. Go see them That's live. Buy their merch. Yeah, exactly. Because they they probably make more money off of merch and physic and like digital media sales of their music than they do off of streaming, off of touring, off of yeah. radio play. Well, I mean, people don't even get paid to be on the radio. Nope. Um, like so, it it's like a, a thing, right? Go go see them live. And yeah. more importantly, when you go see them live, I know that T-shirt is $40. Buy the fucking T-shirt. Yeah. Like, do that. You know, if you, like, buy buy a vinyl off of their website. Like, yeah. just just do it. Like, go to Bandcamp because they get a bigger cut. Like, if they have a Bandcamp, yeah. buy it off of Bandcamp, even though Bandcamp is owned by a big company now. And um, Bandcamp is really difficult to use, like, yep. as far as music, listening <laughs> the actual music goes. But all of that aside, all of that aside yeah um yeah so but like talking talking about like mixtapes themselves like here's 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 a million dollar question have you ever received a romantic mixtape because that is like the stereotypical use from like no. pop culture no you've never only received, received or given? a breakup one Ooh, wow okay <laughs> nobody can see this because i'm a podcasting but like i literally just bent down like on my knees to like not on my knees, but like I put my hands on my knees and like, yeah, and I was like, Oh, funny like story hurt. about like, that one. I received mm-hmm. that one like six years after that breakup. Jesus. What? I found it while cleaning out my dad's car. Oh, it had man. been slipped in one of the pockets. Um, and it was like the most like haunting thing I've listened to because Jesus. it's like memories of mine from like so long ago got reignited but also like i don't really remember how i feel and i had been so removed from that breakup that like i was like this is strange and bizarre and why did they make this obviously because it was a breakup playlist but it was still super weird um so yeah that's been like the big one. Uh, otherwise, it's usually like, oh, I think you'd like these bands. Yeah. Um, and so like they'll, it's like an arrangement of like, here's like six songs from six different bands. So I think you'd like. Um, that's how I learned about Fall Out Boy and Panic at the Disco. Because uh, <laughs> someone who, made me a mixtape with those bands on it. It's uh, <sighs> how I learned about Nickelback. Probably Christina. <laughs> I feel like it would be Christina. Christina got me into Motion City soundtrack. Oh, good. Yeah, good yeah. She made me a mixtape of Motion City soundtrack. And who who was it that would have given you Follow Boy and and Panic? Uh, Andrew. Yeah. Okay. You know what? Yeah. Actually, that tracks. That that yeah. super tracks. Okay. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, um, I got a lot of music from that little circle of friends, and mm-hmm. then um, in college, I would make playlists for people, romantic or for movies and stuff yeah mostly tonally and i would just send them a link which is i don't know i it's less awesome now but yeah you know like i 
I don't know, like my roommate Zach has a ton of CDs that he's come into because like people will just like, for some reason, it's happened twice now, people have left like those stacks of CDs and DVDs in our laundry Mm, room, in our complex. It's happened twice and he's gotten them both times and he's like, I don't know what I'll do with these, but I'll do something with them eventually. And I've like considered making a mixtape, but the problem is like, because everything's streaming, I don't own any of my music anymore. Yeah. And also how would someone play that now? exactly like i don't have a way like unless i go buy these albums and these specific songs but it's like oh boy like it's like the process of it now is significantly more difficult in a way in a way Mm -hmm. which is kind of a shame like the idea of burning a disc and giving it to a friend yeah or, or giving it to someone because you care about them like that is strangely lost to time but also mm-hmm. like i thought i was gonna have a car with a cd player and it turns out I've skipped an entire generation of listening devices. <laughs> I went from having a tape deck to having Bluetooth and a USB cable. Like, uh, like I don't even think I have a, I don't even know if I have a mini jack cable in my car. That's like hilarious. I've completely skipped a generation of listening tools. Yep. And I'm completely confounded by it. That's like, hilarious. It's just so wild to me just how consuming music has changed. And mm-hmm. I don't know. Are you big into vinyl? <laughs> um, I don't listen to a ton of vinyl, but I kind of like will collect vinyl as I mm. go. Partially because like that's what I do when I like want to support an artist is I will buy the I will buy the music. Um mostly because I, I, I won't wear the t-shirts or whatnot. And then I will just sort of like decorate and have it and then feel not so bad about streaming it. Um yeah. yeah so like I've I've, I, I will, I sometimes will listen to vinyl. Um, but the thing is I, I come from doing radio, which is interesting because radio is like the original playlist. Like that's where the term playlist comes from is from the radio. Oh, I didn't know Um, that. Yeah, no, because you would either, either, uh, uh, there's different versions, right? Like a station might hand you as the DJ, a playlist where it's like, this is what you're playing. Um, or you make a playlist and people can go, can find it. Um, so that they know what songs were played. Um, so like, that's where the term originally comes from. Um, and so like there, there's like two ways of people make playlists, right? Is either you dump all the songs you like, um, that maybe probably usually fitting some sort of theme or, or whatever. Um, and then you hit shuffle, right? That's, that's the modern way. Or you, um, you put them in a pro in an order uh, and you listen to it straight through. Um, and so like, that's the difference for me between like m- what I do, like on my Spotify, um, like there's a bunch of playlists that are t- just titled with whatever. And those are just playlists. Um, yeah. And then I will have anything I label a mixtape. I mean, for that to be played in order. Um, yeah, okay. So like I will make Gracie, my partner playlists pretty often. Um, and those are, I will tell her play this in order. Um, and what I'll do is I, I, so in, in college, my radio show, I played a really broad genre. I would go from like folk and rock, um, all the way to like jazz and classical. Um, and I would need to get from one end to the other, um, over the span of like two to three hours. Um, Mm. And so finding the way to smoothly transition over time from one end to the other 
was always the challenge I put together um, with one show. Another show, I just sort of played whatever I wanted um, and didn't play that much jazz or classical. It was just sort of like folk, folk pop and rock. And I think the, this is, okay, so this might be the most giving a mixtape I've ever done for someone, which is I made a radio show for my ex. Um, Told her what night I was going to be on and what night it was going to be. And I was like, this show is for you. Um, And I made the whole, I think it might have even been the Valentine's Day show I did. Um, wow. It, we were, at, we were at a distance at the time, so she was far away. Right. Um, but she could listen to the radio show online. So she, so she did. And that was awesome. Um, oh yeah. And tune in. I used to tune in to your yeah show every now and then. Yeah. Yeah. And so like, that's the thing that that's, I think is important about a mixtape is that you th- took the time to think about the songs. Yeah. Um, and how they will sound played. And also that you curated, like there's a curation that comes from putting the songs together. And I think there's like a, there's an art to being like, if you hit shuffle, any of these songs in any order will work. I think there's an even greater art to being like, listen to these songs in order. And I'm trying to talk to you through this. Yeah. And it's fun. Yeah. It's a lot. I, I It is a lot of fun. Like, I I particularly enjoy making like mixtapes for my movies, especially mm. ones that I'm currently working on. Um, not necessarily to listen to while writing, but to listen to when I'm just out and about. Because if I can weave together a mixtape of songs that thematically capture what I'm trying to do, but when I'm struggling to figure out what to do next, it can be really illuminating. And there is something sweet about taking a bunch of songs and arranging them in a way for someone, you know, like there's like there, there is something really sweet about it. That is like very, uh, it's kind of romantic. It's nice. Yeah. It's, it's even, it's romantic. E- even if you're just giving it to a friend, it is yeah. romantic and it is like a friendship kind of romance, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Um, I, I, I always appreciate the time and thought because like when, when, when someone tells me don't shuffle this, I'm like, Okay. You you spent some time on this. I, I want to hear what you you did. I really do. Um, yeah. And and then at the same time, uh, okay. So like you talk about making mix mixtapes for yourself. I don't usually do that. I only make like playlists for myself, really. Mm. Um, with one exception, which is occasionally, and I will only do this like once a year. Sometimes only once every two years. Um, I will basically craft a musical out of songs. Um, oh, that's fun. Yeah, it's it's super fun. Um, and those, of course, have to be in order. Um, to tell the whole story, and it's that's really fun for me. Um, but yeah, most of the time it ends up just being sort of playlists of like vibes. Like I'll do a playlist for the D and D campaign I'm doing, or yeah. usually I'll do like five for that because I'll be like, this is like the battle and stuff. Cause often I'll have that playing while pl- while we're playing while we're playing. Um, yep. <laughs> so uh, there's that, or like when I'm writing something, I'll usually make a playlist based on like whatever piece I'm working on so that it's like, it's like a, it's a, like a shortcut to get into the right uh, feeling in mind and, and headspace. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, it's, I think that's what just kind of makes them sort of magic and even just titling it or receiving, even if someone doesn't title that it that way for me, when I'm given one, that's like, listen to this in order. Um, it sort of evokes the sort of nostalgia and, um, sort of retro feelings of actual mixtapes, you know? Yeah. Um, and for me, it also evokes the the radio show, of course. Um, yeah. But would you yeah. ever do radio again? Not professionally, certainly. Um, As a hobby, then. Yeah, yeah. Um, honestly, I would. I I don't know. I haven't really looked into it. Uh, mm. Usually, because it's it's <laughs> to get into it to get in with a station like uh, a a small public station where they they do volunteer DJs usually you basically have to be like i will take a crap time slot give me midnight give me 6 a.m and when i was a freshman in college that was fine that was so fine and i was also doing it sort of professionally so i was like yeah fuck it give me the 6 a.m time slot i'll i'll be done before um before eight and or i'll be done at eight and then i can go to my 9 a.m you know like yeah and now i'm like can I do that? I don't know. You know, like, yeah, it's, it's just, this like different feeling, but I, yeah, I would, I would love to, I, I miss radio stations sometimes. Um, I did not in the end enjoy working for them. Um, and I think that had more to do with just, I was so busy. I was not good at the job I was doing and Mm. I didn't love the people I was working with, but yeah, I, I would go back to doing some DJing. That would be fun. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Did you? You never did any of that, did you? No. I was friends with a lot of people that worked at the local radio station. Mm, yep. And, I mean, I donated my car to NPR. Nice. Um, and I have. I still have a lot of friends that work with various radio-adjacent things. Um, I have some friends that work at, like, WRS, whatever, mm-hmm. Boston like NPR's version of that. Um, yeah. But, and I mean, podcasting is radio yeah, on demand. So exactly. Yeah. The closest I could probably come to it is, is podcasting. And that's, I think primarily because of the, the ability to, to, to edit. I think anything live scares me, even though I used to do theater, which. <sighs> yeah. You know, um, I, I will <laughs> admit the fear of dead air is, is real. Um, yeah. And it's a, like, it, I remember when I was DJing, it was like, it's this weird thing where like for three-ish minutes, you are doing nothing and then Uh there's a flurry of activity and then you wait again and then there's a flurry of activity and then you wait again. It's, it's very interesting Um, because you, you are trying to avoid dead air. You're trying not to like cut out things like, um, you know, like the, the fact that songs, like if you listen to songs from like the seventies and eighties, a lot of them fade out on their own. Um, and that was to help radio people. Um, and cause then you could do a crossfade easier. Um, and so like that, like, so there's certain things like that, that are, are interesting. Um, and not done so much anymore, but you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I totally get the idea of being afraid. I, I will say one kind of cool thing about doing music radio, um, is 
you know that thing that you and I would always have to resist, which is using uh, using other people's music in yeah. films. Mm-hmm. There is none of that. You just get to play whatever the fuck you want, <sighs> and so it's super cool. It's so mm-hmm. cool to just be like very liberating. Yeah, it's so fun. Um, I I did my shows at like indie radio stations, so like I never got to do something as cool or or as like free as like I'm a play immigrant song now, you know, like <laughs> um because they would have been like that's so trite, ugh, ugh. <laughs> which I got to admit I, I that I don't super miss. Um, right. but like being able to just put on. The upside though was I, if I wanted to play a nine minute Iron and Wine song, they're like, great. So I was like, okay, I'll do that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, there's something magical about not being hemmed in by not being allowed to use other people's work. Um, you know, like when you make a mixtape, right? Like you, you can only give it to so many people, right? Um, Whereas with your radio show, your radio show is this like collaboration and you get to use what the best of the best. It's, there's something very cool about that. Um, and there's like nowhere else that exists um, outside of maybe like public domain characters. Like mm-hmm. if you were to write uh, something starring Sherlock Holmes, that's perfectly legal for you to do. Um, and you don't have to pay anyone for that. Like, it, it's kind of like that. It's kind of get, it's being able to use the greats. Um, and that's fucking cool. And you just get to put it out there. Um, I, <sighs> radio is in its own way, kind of a dying medium, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there's something sad about that. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's another thing that like streaming is not really good for the artist. Um, but there is something kind of beautiful in its in it in the freedoms that were afforded it due to unfortunately the sort of like the exploitation right um mm-hmm. so yeah. yeah very it's interesting huh. but all yeah. that aside yeah yeah maybe if we ever do a live show we can mix in some radio elements and play some music from friends we like. See, that would be cool. I that would be super fun to do. Um, that sounds like a fun way to do a live show, so we could get some breaks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely, huh. definitely. An but mixtapes, yeah, mixtapes. All in all, they're fun. They're good. They're sweet, and they're curated. I guess one question. Mm. Um, how many tracks do you think it makes the ideal mixtape? Ooh, um, that is, I, mm, that, mm, I don't think there's a quite a right answer. Uh, I think it has to do with time slots. Like, I think it's less about the number of tracks and more like, what are you going for? Like, I think it's like 10, 15, 30 hour, two hours. Um, as far as like what works timing wise um Mm. so whatever number of tracks that takes um and and the length gives you different options right i mentioned a nine minute iron and wine song if you put that in your 15 minute mixtape well that's that's a bad choice um (laughs) because that's most of the playlist or most of the mixtape suddenly right um 
and so I think that's that's all comes down to audience, right? Like, um, like for Gracie, I usually shoot for like a thirty minute, and that ends up being fifteen to twenty ish songs, um, mm. depending on how long they are. Um, I think I think my my numbers might be off, but like, yeah, it's 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 all it's all dependent um, on those time slots. I think that there are weird lengths. Um, like, I think it's weird if you were to do like a 39 minute playlist that, that would be strange. Um, yeah, but yeah. What about you? What do you think? I do 10 to 12, 10 to 12, 10 to 12. Why, why 10 to 12? Because that's usually the average number of songs I remember being able to fit onto a CD. Huh? That's so it's a, it's a, it's a limit. It's, and it's also for me a limitation because if I don't limit myself to 10 to 12, I will easily put like 30 songs on it. Sure. And then it becomes more of a playlist than it does a mixtape. Yeah, that's fair. See, I'm I'm used to being like, I'm gonna make a playlist for third for two hours, because that's the length of my radio show. So like that feels completely doable to me. So more more often I'm just like, I think they'd only want to listen to like 30 minutes of music, so I'll do 30 minutes worth. Mm. Um, you know. Yeah. Or if that's not like the 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 goal, right? Like I made a mixtape for my friend based off of a character she was working with. And that I made like, okay, this is going to be, I think it ended up being about 10 songs because I wanted it to be about 20 minutes. So she didn't have to listen to too much. Um, it was a lot of um, uh, lo-fi music. So like the tracks gotcha. were like, two minutes yeah super short yeah, um in that nice. case yeah yeah i feel like uh about the length of an ep is a good so like if you can hit like 30 to f- probably yeah 30 minutes or 40 minutes mm-hmm. for me at least that's like ideal but yeah 20 is 20 is nice though i i like i i'm about brevity but at the same mm-hmm. time yeah, I, I I like brevity in music, um, but also the kind of softer music I listen to tends to run a little bit long. So, yeah, yeah, totally depends on the genre too. Yeah, 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 that is the thing. Yeah. A lot of love songs hitting that three and a half minutes um, or four yeah. minute mark. Do you know um, why the th- the three minutes is the standard for pop songs? I. Don't know why, but I'm guessing it has to do with like the structure and just about how long those things take. But uh, my understanding is it's entirely artificial. Early um, oh. vinyls could handle three minutes exactly. Oh, so it's once again kind of like my my limitation with the CD. It's, it's exactly. It's just a restriction that was set and then a context that we've all accepted, like 24 frames in film. Yeah, you know, like there's um. Uh, you know funny. how uh, some a lot of like early big band, like big band songs from like the twenties, thirties, forties, they often end on like a bump and then it's done. You know that like yeah. that thing that was for the recording is so that it immediately ended right as the recording ended. Huh? Yeah. Interesting. Um, and the whole like big long note at the end, uh, that was a thing from live, and that came later. Um, huh. So then like uh like big ballads, um, things like uh Stairway to Heaven and stuff, they were only supported later on, um, after recording changed and were 
kind of considered a big deal because it's a big ask. It's a big ask to be like this much of the record devoted to this one song. Right. Um, Because, you know, like a record label wants you to put out a bunch of songs on not like a huge number, but like more shots at a hit. Right. Yeah. Um, And so like, it's like, Oh, the song is seven minutes. Okay. That could have been two songs. Okay. We're shrinking. Okay. You know, Um, it's all neat. It's all neat. Uh, The, the, the medium often makes the art defines it, you know? Yeah. But huh. that aside, mixtapes. Mixtapes. I think with that, we can uh, exit today's episode right around, you know, before we hit 39 minutes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we're doing a little better this time. We did, yes. we, our D&D episodes ran they always go long. a bit long. They always do. They always do. Yeah. One of these days we're, we're going to do an actual like three part D&D episode that was once one recording, but then got split up. It'll uh, happen. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. Um, but yeah, uh, right now. Uh, so yeah, you can follow the show at Dane and Derek everywhere. Uh, you can see what movies I'm watching on letterbox.com slash Derek Aiello. And I guess you could find me on Spotify if you want to see any of my public playlists or mixtapes. Uh it's just my name, but I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, you can find links to my work on my letterbox as well. Um, I, you can find my work at danewrites.com. There's a link out to the Substack I do where there's uh, regular, regularly updated little bits of writing, mostly poetry, some fiction, um, some nonfic. Uh, there's also links out to podcasts and music I've written and done in the past and probably my Instagram by this point. If I haven't, I, I've been very lazy lately. Um, that or maybe school's just caught up with me. I'm recording this before I actually start. Um, Derek, you should remind me of this, but in the description... I will make a mixtape for this episode and oh, yeah. um, and uh, you link in the description. Just That'd be very cool. Yeah. Yep. Link I'm, in the description for the mixtape that Dane will make because I, I will, will make, remind Dane. Yeah, you will remind me. I'm putting, I'm saying this in the episodes that when Derek edits it, if we haven't remembered, uh, it will remind him and I will get a frantic text um, and be told, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Dane, make I mean, I used I used to make two hour two hour playlists for the radio at five a.m. in the morning. I, I can I can make a, a a thirty minute something after a brief text from you. It'll it'll be fine. Well, there you go. <laughs> Thanks for hanging out with us, and definitely give Dane's mixtape a listen. Catch you later. Bye.